up guys hope you guys are doing super well hope you guys are off to a fantastic day welcome back to another episode of the fifo fit podcast show with your host cam wild the fifo fit coach today we have another epic interview for you guys with the legendary paul smith who's doing some incredible work in the fifo space and we're going to come to learn about the work that he does with transformology and uh, yeah, so just a little bit of housekeeping before we get stuck into things, guys. As always, make sure that you are sharing the FIFO Fit podcast show with your mates on site and family back at home and uh, getting the word out there because the whole purpose of this, uh, this podcast is to share more information about what's going on in the FIFO space, particularly around the area of health and fitness. But also we, uh, we're looking to change the culture here. We want FIFO to be something that isn't just great for uh, us financially, but also at the same time, it's uh, something that we can really, you know, maximize and get the most out of so that we can, you know, evolve and take our physical, mental um, and uh, emotional health to the next level uh, and, uh, you know, make some good coin doing it at the same time. So with that being said, sit back, relax and enjoy the podcast show. Uh, for those of you who are uh, unfamiliar with Paul and who are, uh, you know, hasn't, haven't been following the socials the last couple of days, uh, this absolute legend has been, uh, well, I'll, I'll get him to fill in the, uh, the blanks, but when working FIFO and recently has made some pretty awesome transitions and moved into an area that I'm certainly passionate about and uh, he's making a real difference there. So... I want to say a huge welcome and thank you for taking time uh, out of your day to jump on the, the Five for Fit podcast show and, and uh, looking forward to diving into things with you, mate. Oh, well, it's a pleasure to be here and I thank you for the invite on. So it's always good to chat to other guys and see what they're doing across the board too and see how um, we can all help each other because I'm a firm believer of not one thing fits all and there should be plenty of things out there that guys can make their own choice uh, based on what other people are doing and what's worked for them. So yeah, thanks for having me along. 100% bro, 100%, my pleasure. So the first thing that people want to know, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Like how did you, how did you first get into FIFO? How long have you been, how long have you uh, been working in the space for? Tell us a little bit about that, your story there. I guess the, uh, firstly, I'm a carpenter by trade. So you know, through residential, all sorts of private sector type building and then moving over into the civil sort of works over 10 odd years ago. Uh, it was just a natural progression, essentially, just always working on major projects. And that sort of essentially saw me go into a drive-in drive-out to start with up in the Hunter Valley in Newcastle and then essentially up into Queensland and moving around back and forth and yeah, and it essentially culminating in a little bit of time overseas as well working. So it was just one of those things working through from on the tools up into management and then just following the projects around as as we also know too, uh, too well, I think, in this industry. Okay, so you've had a balance between both drive-in, drive-out and FIFO work? Yeah, I have. It started with that, but uh, on a short-term contract in the Hunter Valley and then, yep. yeah, chopped and changed back into other stuff and yeah it's always sort of you get lured back once you start I guess when you start to meet people and um, <laughs> I, I guess suck back in <laughs> you'll never leave <laughs> yeah well that's the trap sometimes but uh, yeah sometimes that trap is uh, for all the wrong reasons but anyway 
for sure, for sure. Cool. And, and uh, uh, in our conversations uh, that we've had previously, you, you mentioned that you've, uh, along your time, you actually, and, I, and I've worked with guys who have done um, some international work, you know, South, uh, South Africa, uh, Mongolia, we were speaking about this as well, and even Egypt. But then we, uh, the conversation that we were having the other day, you were telling me that you had actually more or less lived in Saudi Arabia for two years. Tell us a little bit about what that experience was like and uh, how that kind of came to happen. Yeah, well, that's, uh, yeah, there's lots of stories inside that story. But anyway, uh, basically, the guys I was working with in, in Queensland, uh, my boss up there at the time, he, he essentially went over there and they were looking for people and always said, you know, was more than happy to uh, essentially follow him around wherever if, he, if there was positions available. At that stage, I, um, I was divorced. I was, I was living alone. The kids had moved away. They are a little bit older and... The opportunity came up and it was you know it was that realization of what was actually holding me where I was um, you know I was at had the house had whatever and tinkering all the time but not really a life I don't think you could call it so it was why not pack up and go so uh, it was basically make a decision I said yes straight away without really thinking about it no research into the place no research into the job. It was just essentially, this is an opportunity. Yes, there was an opportunity to make money, but an opportunity to go and do something different and hopefully fast track things, I guess. Um, that was the aim anyway, but uh, that's that's how the progression came across to get, get into that role and an experience that I'll never forget, experience that I'd learn a hell of a lot uh, about myself as well. So very tough is this why you why you were away while i was away yeah you've recently gone through a, a bit of a transition over the last 12 months and then some as well um did talk to us a little bit about what this transition was and is and, and how how this was inspired yeah starting at the the back end of that i guess it's living in saudi and that cultural aspect and the roster i was on i was i was away 10 weeks at a time, two weeks home, essentially. So some of those rosters were longer. I based them around uh, the school holiday periods back here so I could see the kids as much as possible and have them for that full time. So, uh, but inside of that, it was all, it was just all work. You know, it was nothing to be working 16 hours a day, go home to camp, literally, you know, miss, miss food at night and just, it was just work, and guys relate to that. They understand, you know, the long hours and getting getting back to camp. Can't even be bothered having a feed. But it was just a natural, slow progression into a bit of a spiral that I didn't understand was happening. And I, being able and being in that in that role I was in, and seeing it in other people, I was able to catch myself. Luckily enough, knowing and seeing the signs of what was going on. And I knew I had to do something about it. And, you know, it did start with, for me, nutrition and back into the gym and back into doing different things and trying to be more sociable. But it was all of those things that we take for granted, I guess, that saw me essentially getting out of control in my own head. And I couldn't, there was days where I wasn't going to work because I just couldn't face the guys, you know, here I am in charge of hundreds of guys on site trying to get guys that have never had any construction experience from all parts of the world there and trying to 
keep them motivated where I couldn't even motivate myself to get to work to to look after them. I wasn't looking after myself, so I didn't feel I was in the position I could look after them. So, yeah, it was that sent me searching for different things and, you know, it, it came across from reading books and listening and personal development and I took on my own personal coach for the last... I handed my notice in nine months before I actually left Saudi. I said, start looking for someone because I can't be here any longer. Uh, well, that guy actually started eight weeks or something after I left Saudi in January last year, 2018. So it was all of those things combined and personal development leading me into finding other things. And all of those things I was doing for myself, I still wasn't getting the results that I was happy that I was getting that long-lasting change. I still felt like I was getting sucked back into those thoughts and feelings about myself and that low on confidence and you know, just questioning my self-worth and who actually was I and what could I do differently in life other than, you know, be the be the construction guy that I'd always been and always known since I was sort of 16. So it sent me searching for different things and different methods because I wasn't comfortable that what was out there was working for me on a long-term basis. So, yeah, I, and it was purely by chance that I came across what I now share with other guys and uh, I sort of took a leap of faith I guess because it is such a new process it's only about 18 months old the process I now work with and before we get into that because I, I definitely want to uh, delve into that process I, I want to understand so you were saying that you you caught yourself kind of going down this pathway where you were losing you know for a guy who's managing you know hundreds of people who has huge responsibility and and is uh, for all tense and purposes a, a leader uh, and was f uh, there were days where you were finding yourself where you actually couldn't get out of bed and actually go and, and you know do the job that you were, you were there to do. Uh, I, I guess my first question is what uh, is there something about you that makes you different that uh, or where did you develop the self-awareness or what makes you different from you know the vast number of people out there who, you know you were alluding to having the self-awareness to pick up on that before it got too bad? Um, where do you think that stemmed from? Did you pick that up somewhere along the way? Has it always kind of been innate within you or did, was that a learn, something that you learned? I guess it's been something that I've been aware of for a long time and obviously progressing through those ranks, you do different things and learn different skills along the way and working with so many walks of life, but also seeing it um, on a home front. So, you know, having, having a 20-year-old son now who's essentially my stepson but his dad committed suicide when he was four years old so that there's always been those things around and knowing and seeing those things happen with other guys along the construction road as well and um also saving a guy from doing that who had tried to overdose one time in camp in you know, one of the jobs that we were working on in new south wales so seeing those signs in other people but it's just seeing those things because being a little bit more personal with, with them as well and taking the time to understand what they're actually going through and, and yeah obviously you're privy to a little bit of different information and you know that they may be on some sort of medical things and all the standard stuff that goes with that being at that supervisor level but it's seeing it in other people is easier than seeing it in yourself but it it was those little things that i noticed of being drawn 
away and you know not wanting to socialize not wanting to even go down and sit in camp because i was essentially sick of the cultural aspect of that and being surrounded by all of those things day in day out it was it started as i just wanted my own time but i realized it was actually something more so uh I guess that's a roundabout way of answering that question, but no, it's, that's that's a, I, and I think you get the point across perfectly. I think that uh, you're basically what you're saying is that because of your position or uh, and just whether this was through fluke or not, you just happen to. Or it's basically through circumstance, right? Like the experiences that you've had, you've been able to look at it kind of detracted from the whole situation and, and look at it from you know the outside view and then understand kind of the markers and the, the identifiers that have led down that track and and so therefore you've been more aware of it so you you caught it whereas other people without that kind of ex- those experiences in their life uh may not well it's right because they don't understand it and it's it's something that does creep so quietly you don't think it of something as out of the norm you just feel that you're just needing your own space you spend so much time with guys in camp working with them day in day out you you know you're either at the wet mess with them or you're in the kitchen with them and sometimes you just want your own space and then you've got to deal with obviously the phone calls back home and trying to please everyone but you just forget about yourself and that's that's the biggest one it's okay to be selfish in respect to knowing that you need your own time, whether it's be 20 minutes or an hour or two hours or just explaining that. But it's very hard for people to do that, especially in relationships where sometimes the women don't understand what the guys are going through, but the guys aren't also understanding what the women are going through at home. It's, it's a, it's a catch 22 for so many. And that's where the arguments start in. We're not, we're not being mindful of each other enough to allow as to feel comfortable to open up and vent either sometimes. And it's sad that that happens in relationships that happen in mine. So I know, I know how easy that can happen. So full on man. And I think uh, that, and I appreciate you sharing that as well, because just, uh, I did a, a, I released a podcast just the other day uh, talking about kind of the, the, well, not even the dark, the realities of, uh, you know, mental health challenges and essentially the, the breakdown of communication that's happening with men, uh, intern- with men internally with themselves. And then, of course, that's translating to not, have, not being able to effectively communicate with other people at the same time, particularly, you know, with relationships as you're talking about here as well. And uh, I wanted to ask, uh, t- tell us and explain to us a little bit about what mental freedom means to you not mental freedom for, for, for our listeners, but mental freedom, T-O-O-L. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I mean, obviously that's a, that's a trade thing. So it sort of seemed like a, a perfect fit for me. And the guys are essentially just trading. For me, it's just trading tools that you use every day with tools that you can use in your personal life that can actually create that freedom for yourself. So it's all around just about having that clarity of mind so you're not actually reacting to situations the way that you normally do it being able to respond in a way that in turn gets you a better result so rather than just flying off the handle and getting angry at the situation or being frustrated with what it might be or the lack of patience or whatever it is it's being able to just take that split second 
to rethink what you're doing, reevaluate, and allow yourself to get a better outcome without creating the additional issues if you had to chosen the other path. So, can you give us an example of that? Well, for me, my nickname is Cranky. It always has been. I've been nicknamed Cranky through playing rugby over the years. You know, for the last ten years, that's what the guys have known me as. Um, essentially, probably <laughs> even the kids used to call me it. But um, essentially why my relationship didn't go too well either but it was just angry because long term being at work dealing with shit all day and then dealing with it at home you know it's easy just to say you know I'm over it get rid of it <laughs> I'd rather it. sleep on you the swear, bro. and deal with it so, <laughs> in a nice way of saying it but um yeah yeah look it's for me as I say that and it's now it being well, I don't find myself angry anymore and frustrated at the simple little things. It's all those annoying little things that accumulate don't bother me the way they did. And, you know, even the stress of um, the environment that we're in and being away and being isolated and not having that involvement in those social scenes, it doesn't doesn't take its toll the way it, it used to. It's There's so much more clarity in the way I think now. And it's almost like you're removing the blinkers so you can live in peripheral as opposed to living with the blinkers on and you're only just seeing what's ahead of you. So when you're aware of your surroundings a lot more, then you can make better decisions. 100%. So, so almost as if you're kind of, you, you are not your emotions. You're kind of separating yourself from that and being able to sort through them and uh, think of them in a, in a more uh, controlled manner. Yeah, definitely. That's a great way of saying it. Uh, yeah, you do. It's almost resetting that default mode to be able to give yourself the ability to see things clear and think think through things a lot more. That's awesome. See them for what they see them for what they are, and not um, creating additional things on top of it. I guess, and we we react so many times that then create all the additional stresses, you know, all of a sudden you've turned something so small into an argument. So then all of a sudden you're regretting the argument that you had. You're regretting the words that you use. You know, you're sleeping on the lounge. You're not talking to the missus or you're not talking to people at work. You're avoidance. So all of those things, something so small accumulates into something so much bigger than what it is. And it doesn't need to be that way. 100%. Do you think that, uh, uh, one big one of the the bigger parts of the problem is that people are listening with the intent to respond rather than listening with the intent to understand the other person uh yeah and and listening is um listening is such a key part to everything and so often we're in conversations where we're not listening we're just there we're just part of that conversation Be words are just bouncing off your face essentially and you're not taking in anything you know, it's all of a sudden you're talking about a white cat when there's been a black cat the whole time through the conversation. But it is, it's the being able to communicate and the key to that is listening. And there's so much, you know, there's so much that could go down a whole new rabbit hole, that one. In the conversation that we were having, you talked about how your original message was uh, uh, to guys on FIFA was get out. But that has now evolved over over the time to being making it work for you. Can you talk to me a little bit or share with us a little bit about how and why that message has evolved? 
Yeah, that's it's it's so true. I thought that FIFO was the issue when it, you know in my own particular personal circumstance, I thought that FIFO was the issue. And if it, if I got out of that, then everything would change around me. But that's not that's not the case. So and that's what I found in in my own experience that no matter what situation I was in, those same issues were still arising. So, you know, the frustration, whether it be at work or the frustration, whether it be at home, you know, it didn't matter what the environment was. It was me that was the issue. So, and when I was able to deal with those issues personally, then the environment that you're in doesn't so much matter. So it's when you're in that clear and, uh, you've got that clarity of that mindset, then you can put yourself into situations that you think that you may not be able to because you're looking at them differently and you you are responding, you are looking at why it is the case and you allow yourself to, to get a better result essentially. So the message definitely has changed and every bloke or every lady out there needs to make their own decision on what's best for them. It's you know, it's that old saying of putting your hand in the fire, you're still going to get burnt. So whatever is triggering you and what's creating the issues, sometimes you need to take yourself out of that situation. And no matter what you do in your own personal life or through personal development, if you keep putting yourself in that situation, you're probably still going to keep burning your hand. But when you can look at things differently and put yourself back in that situation, then you can allow yourself to get a better result, definitely. So, and that's essentially uh why i came back to to trial all that okay and would you agree with the statement that or not even the statement but the idea that uh one of the the core challenges or, or the core uh issues is that uh both men and women uh, are failing to take responsibility for their their actions yeah and that's that's a conversation that could go each way for, for any person, but I think that is the key. Uh, we so quick to blame other people or other circumstances for our own inabilities to um, be in a situation or our own inabilities to control a situation. But, yeah, we do need to take more responsibility for ourselves, and that was a huge part of going forward for me it was realizing we don't like to be told that we're wrong or we don't like to be told we're the issue but when we actually click and realize okay i am part of the problem whether it be all of it or some of it if i can take responsibility for my part in that then i can also forgive myself and move forward and allow myself to grow from that as well 100 percent uh Tell us a little bit about the work that you do. So you're so uh, all of this is uh, you. Obviously, you have done a lot of work on yourself, and that is very evident in the way that you hold yourself, the way that you communicate, and obviously that's you've you've used that to uh, build yourself uh, your own business. And now you're helping men across Australia uh, to be able to dig deep within inside themselves and uh, basically uh, transform and change. Can you tell us a little bit about the process that you work with and, and, uh, and yeah, explain to us what that's all about? Yeah, it's, as I was sort of touched on earlier, it is, a, it is a brand new process, but for me it was about finding something different. It was what, was, what I've tried and what I'd spent lots of money on trying to, to help myself wasn't working for me and 
if it's not working for me, there's so many other people that it wouldn't be working for as well. The conventional ways aren't aren't doing it. They're not cutting it. The statistics are still ridiculous out there that of what guys are going through and suffering with for essentially no reason. Well, I shouldn't say no reason. That's probably not fair because every every case is different. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for me, it was about wanting something that if it worked for me, knowing that I relate to guys on so many different levels, it could potentially work for other people as well. And I wanted to be able to show guys that there is an option, whether it be so new or whatever, it doesn't matter. But I wanted there to be something else that I could stand in front of guys and confidently say to them, I know this process works and I know it's worth your time and money to do it because it's worked for me. I can show you videos what I did when I was still sitting in Saudi in a completely different state of mind to what I am now and know that I can hand on heart say to a bloke that this is going to work for you. So that's... And what's it called? The process itself is called Innovatrix. So mm-hmm. there is, there's two versions of it. There's a women's version called Creatrix and a, and a men's version. I can only work with guys and women can only work with women. So the processes don't work. They're specifically designed for male and female, essentially. Right. So, right. yeah, it's something I take a lot of pride in sharing with guys and the results that I'm getting with other guys, not just in Australia, either clients around the world at the moment, which is fantastic because everything's done like this now over computer, over video calls. And isn't it? Isn't, isn't this crazy? <laughs> and that was the other, the big thing for it for me as well, because there's so many guys out there that don't want to show that they're struggling, but they want to do something about it. They don't want to be seen to be asking for help and mm-hmm. going and asking for assistance through the processes that are out there. You know, these are processes that are now we can sit there and share with guys in a camp environment in their own private donger without people have essentially having to know about it. And that gives, there's a lot, there's a lot more behind that than what, people realize too and for it for a guy that's struggling that doesn't want to show that he can't put his hand up and ask for help he doesn't actually have to be seen as asking for that help in a public light so it's we know what it's like on site you know oh joe's down there he's seen the counselor the psychiatrist he's got you know he's fucked in the head or whatever excuse the french but how would you describe what it is that you do, right? Because I'm trying, I'm thinking, I'm trying to say counselling, but I want to understand how you would put it forward. So the actual terminology for it is transformology. So I'm a licensed innovatrix transformologist. Got it. Um, Got it. And that, what it does is essentially allows us to reset that default mode. So it's a wisdom gaining tool. So when trigger situations arise that would normally frustrate, make you angry or whatever the words are for you, you don't react the same way you did so you're actually lifting that bar up so you've you've got a better understanding of what's going on so you you don't get caught up in all the little bits and pieces the the day-to-day um, frustrations or whatever it might be we use essentially the exact words that might be troubling the person so for you and I anxiety might be two different things for you it might be going in public places for me it might be talking you know giving public speaking or doing something like that so Mm. it's not the anxiety that's the issue but it's what's creating that feeling so we look to inside of those issues to see what is actually 
deep down at that root level so we can remove that so it doesn't create the same issues in those similar trigger situations. Great. And uh, what would you say would be, this is a question that I ask everyone because it's, uh, for me, it's been a great way over my years to be able to uh, get as much value uh, from you over the last, you know, in, in the recent times. And like the question is, what are the two most interesting things that you've learned in the past 12 months? The ability to be vulnerable and to understand that it's okay to, to put your hand up and ask for help because for every person out there that's saying that it's weak to do that, there's three people saying that there's a sign of strength and are willing to help. And there's a lot of people that don't understand that. that. Um, uh, you know, I've uh, shared more in the last 12 months of my personal journey than I have ever in my whole life. Hmm. And was it confronting to start with? Yes, but it's like lifting a weight off your shoulder every time you tell a little piece of your story as well. I'm sorry, I was going to say there, I think a big distinction that needs to be made very clear is there is a huge difference between weakness and vulnerability, right? Uh, and I think that people kind of, kind of blend those two together and that's absolutely not the case. No one is invulnerable. It's just, it's just not a thing, right? I don't care who you are, what you're doing, where you're from. No one is invulnerable. So everyone has vulnerabilities. And if you're walking around like your shit doesn't stink, you know, you're not fooling anyone, right? Weakness is a completely separate issue there. So I, I, I always like to make that distinction. I know that you know that, but for anyone tuning in as well, that's a very important distinction to make. I'm sorry. And then the second thing? Investing in yourself. That's what I would say. And that's something I'd never done. Something I always thought I've always got better things to spend my money on. <laughs> but I, over the last two years, I have invested in myself and it's... And it's just really, really rewarding. Uh, people look at it as a waste of money. Well, I think that's a silly way of looking at things. It's, yeah, each to their own. But I think once you accept and can sh and be that little bit vulnerable and then you can better yourself, then the world opens up for you because there's so much more out there than people actually realise that they're, caught up in their own bubble for way too long and think that's the way it always has to be when it's not the case you don't have to stay in the same position you are in now you can make a choice and change it as of now so tomorrow is completely different and that's the biggest thing is you need to make that choice if you want that choice go all in and do it and be that better person so you can live a life that's a lot happier than potentially a position you're in now. I, I love that, bro. 100% agree. Uh, and the, the final thing before we wrap things up is what would you, what would be one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is looking to start in uh, the FIFO industry? Really write out a big list of why you want to do it. Uh, what do you want to achieve out of FIFO? Really be very, very specific about what it is you want how long you want to do it for what what you want to achieve in that time how long you want to do it for and when you reach those goals or if you're not reaching those goals to consistently consistently redefine them but consistently uh talk to your partner about what it is we're trying to do or if you're single what it is you want 
consistently reevaluating why you're there and almost have some sort of an accountability buddy there to go in with, whether that's your partner or if it's a young fella, your mum and dad or, you know, brother or a mate, whatever it is, be accountable for for what you're doing daily, but be very specific as to why you want to do the FIFO lifestyle. And if you're not, if it's not working for you, have the balls to walk away. Awesome, great advice, bro. I, uh, I think that's that's awesome. I think people are going to get a lot of value out of this. Uh, thank you so much for your time on uh, taking time out of your day and going through and sharing your knowledge with us. Uh, for the listeners, what uh, uh, Paul? How can people learn more about you if they want to find you or look into you and do some more research into you? Where where can we send them so that they can learn more about you and the work that you do? So um, the course that I share with people is on on my website essentially, which is uh, www.freedominfindingourselves.com, <laughs> which is essentially FIFO. Yeah. So yeah, or if you were to type in hashtag hashtag FIFO, it would probably bring it up as well. So. Right. Otherwise, I'm happy for them to get in touch with you and give me a call as, as well. You can hand out my number. That's no problem. Perfect. I'm uh, yeah, more than approachable just for a chat, even as a bit of advice, more than happy to have a chat to whoever it might be. Chat with guys in camps all the time. So it's uh, no issue. Awesome. Not, not holding awesome. you to anything. Happy to, happy to chat. And hopefully one little word is enough to, to turn someone around as well. Appreciate that, bro. Well, once again, thank you so much for your time on the show. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, having a chat with you later on. And uh, for all of the listeners as well, again, check him out. Uh, his hashtag is very hard. If you're trying to find him on, ha- on Instagram, it's hashtag P underscore A-U-L underscore Smith underscore. I had to type that so many times, but uh, go check him out. He's an awesome dude. And uh, apart from that, everyone have a, a fantastic week and we'll see you guys in next week's episode. Bye for now. See you guys. Oh, 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 oh,